0: Padres have a new boss, or at least a boss under A.J. Preller. Jay, we can get into a lot of things about Bob Melvin. Um, he was the longest-tenured manager with one team. Uh, I believe it was a 528 winning percentage over his 11 seasons with the A's. Took over in the middle of 2011. Took him to the postseason six times, which happens to equal the amount of times the Padres have been in the postseason in 53 <laughs> seasons. Where would you like to start with the Padres once again, kicking off the off-season. hasn't even started the off-season, but they've right. made a splash.
1: I think we should probably start with the idea. I guess there's two places, but I would start with the idea that I can't imagine as much as we all and everybody out there loves to complain about everything. I can't imagine what the complaint would be about the Padres hiring Bob Melvin. Um, I, I was trying to think of something Last night, this morning, I guess the, the only the only possible complaint you could come up with maybe is that he's not Latino. Uh, and there were people who thought, hey, maybe it'd be great if they had a Latino manager just mm-hmm. because of the way some of the organization is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Padres have not had a person of color be a manager, by the way, I believe since their very first manager, uh, Preston Gomez. But look, the idea is to hire the best person for the job and of all the people that i've seen named as available bob melvin was not one of them uh, <laughs> and bob melvin has a better track record than anybody else who was named as a manager and or you know as a candidate the name came out of nowhere i had, was out yesterday from most of the day i came home maybe had been here for an hour and i got a message from from tom Krasovic, and he said do you want me to do something on bob melvin and it was like what did bob melvin do you know, so it was that. I mean, that's how out of the blue it was. I think for yeah. for just about everyone. And and uh, you know, Tom wrote a great piece today tying it in with the Bruce Bochi move from 15 years ago. The Bay Area owed us uh, a manager here in San Diego, and they they sent us a very good guy. And from all accounts, everything I've read about Bob Melvin is he's uh, he's a good man. He's a good manager. Uh, his players love him. Uh, I don't know. Is there? Can you think of anything negative about this move?
0: Uh, Other than the, the one you said, and that was you reaching for something, you know, looking for trying to examine it from all angles. So that that's all. And, um, no, because I personally, and I think you're on the same page here, Jay, don't, uh, care that he has made it to what uh, I think it's uh, two the one championship series of the seven times he's been to the postseason that was with the Diamondbacks um, back in 2007 Uh, the playoffs look you and I were talking about it a couple weeks ago I don't think it was on here but it was they need a manager to help them get to the playoffs let's stop talking about playoff success that's very important but once you get to the postseason oftentimes the best team doesn't win
1: of course. And and that could be, I guess, the other negative that I and I did think of that and it slipped my mind at this point that he has not been to the World Series in seven playoff tries. But as we know, the playoffs are such a crapshoot. Um, and I think you might have said, or someone said to me, they need to go the Marty Schottenhammer run yep.
0: in this yep. case.
1: <clears throat> they need to get somebody who can get them to the playoffs. And that's right. what you know, the Chargers did that many years ago. Marty Marty turned the team around, he got them back to the playoffs, didn't do so well in the playoffs. Uh, and it cost him his job, among other things. But that's what the Padres need right now. They need to get to the playoffs. Worry about the playoffs when you get there. Look, the Atlanta Braves had the the lowest number of wins of any team that made the postseason this year. And tonight at 5 o'clock, you can watch them in Game 3 of the World Series. It's not about the best team over 162 games. The Padres need to be that best team or at least a team good enough over 162 games to get to this point. And Bob Melvin has proven that he can do that under circumstances that, let's face it, probably tougher than he has here in terms of, at least in terms of talent. Now he does have two very good teams, uh, you know, facing him in the division, but depending on what those teams look like right now, but Bob Melvin has proven seven times, six times with the A's, that he knows what it takes to get to the postseason.
0: He's proven that with a payroll that is always among the lowest in, in the majors, right. and certainly their their management gets a uh, you know get, gets a lot of credit there. But everything you hear about him, and here's where I would want to start. It's what I'll write about today. It's what I think is most important. We all know the things that were said, done, uh, you know, with this team and how they cratered at the end of the season. How there wasn't that respect for Jace Tingler's, uh, you know, his, his he didn't have the ability and the what he showed and what the players saw and what the players felt to kind of have that presence in the clubhouse um, right. and everything you hear about Bob Melvin as he does. First off, what is it? 18, uh, total seasons as a manager, yeah. uh, 11 with the A's. I mean, 11 with one team in this day right. and age that that's amazing. And, you know, it, look, they're going to pay him about $4 million a year. Okay. Uh, which is, four times what they were paying either of their previous two managers. Mm -hmm. So this is the guy, right? Okay. One of the complaints, Jace Tingler too close to AJ Preller. They don't trust the the front office. Now you've got a guy that you can trust. Okay. Um, And he's, there's so many players around the league who have played for him that the players that are here now who, you know, aren't real thrilled (laughs) with how it's gone can now say, Boom, they were looking for something. They were looking for a free agent signing or something for them to. That's how it is, guys. Like, I'm writing about it today. In the moment, everything seems worse than it is, okay? And it was guaranteed that the second the manager excited them or a, a pitcher, starting pitcher signing excited them, any player who is, you know, bummed about being on the Padres or the direction of the Padres, they want they want to be a part of this team. They want to, you know, they're looking for a reason to be excited about the 2022 season. And AJ Preller just gave it to them.
1: And you know what? This also does, and that I was just thinking of as you were talking. This takes away all. The, this takes away a gigantic scapegoat for the players, and let's face it, for for the front office uh, as well. Preller and and his group.
0: You know, they got rid
1: of some guys in the front office, developmental, all that stuff. They got rid of the manager that the players, you know, didn't like. And for some reason, that was why they sucked for the last six weeks of the season, which I will never understand. But, you know, anyway, they don't have that scapegoat now. Their manager has proven. Now, Bob Melvin has had losing seasons before. And like Bruce Bochy had losing seasons and like pretty much almost every manager, except for maybe Dave Roberts, has had losing seasons. That's not because Dave Roberts is a better manager than all those other guys it's because of the the players here and this is as i've said many times this is now on the players again they've they've pretty to me they've run out of excuses here um yeah you know, barring you know major injuries to a bunch of guys or whatever but this is on them they they got what they wanted they wanted a they wanted a veteran manager now they have to respond they have to show that they can respond to that manager because players all over players who went in and out of Oakland over the last decade pretty much with the responded to Bob Melvin. Uh, At least the ones that were good enough were able to, you know, play well enough and be part of teams that went to October with Bob Melvin in charge.
0: You and I spent a lot of time talking about how important is a manager. Okay, whatever. I do think there is some importance um, in certain game situations and and players, whether that was pointing finger or whatever, uh, players didn't, you know, think that Jace handled some in-game decisions very well. Moreover... Uh, Bob Melvin has the ability to walk into that clubhouse and whatever it is he says, say, play better and stop (laughs) the slides that the slide. And I do think that is one of the roles of a manager. And so does A.J. Preller. A.J. Preller, I guess, obviously, mistakenly, at least didn't work out with Jace Tingler, thought that surrounding him with a bunch of uh, strong coaches and letting Jace Tingler learn on the job would work out. Well, that didn't work. And so he went with a guy who certainly doesn't have to learn on the job and will instantly have the uh, attention and the respect of the players. And as you said, uh, whatever excuse there was, uh, you know, is, is, is gone now. And so to that, to your original point, and we can stop the podcast now, I don't see how you complained about this. Now, now. I hope it works out better than the recent splashes that AJ Preller has made in the offseason.
1: Right the I do want to read one, I do want to read one quote that um, Tom Kraswick had in his story today, or maybe people saw it last night, where he, he quoted an active manager uh, in baseball. obviously the guy didn't want to be you know quoted by name, but he said of Melvin he's one of the most prepared managers in the game. I've managed against him for years and it's a continual chess match in game. He's a calm presence, but will always defend his team. He isn't the most aggressive manager in the game, but he will generally always do the right thing to put his team in a good position to win. That's all you can ask from a manager, put players in a position to win. And that's why I said, I think this is all, this is all on the players now and on, and on Preller and company to get some better players in better positions. Um, But I, I can't, You know, I can't think of, and I'm sure that as time goes on, it'll come out as to how it became known that Melvin was even available. You know, I'm sure there were, I I saw somebody uh, write today, I can't remember where, that I'm sure there were other teams, if they had known Bob Melvin was available, would have jumped on him. Even teams that had a manager in place already would have said, this guy's better than what we have, let's go get him. But, you know, however this came to be, uh, you know, kudos to the people who found this out found out that Melvin was available, pursued it and and made Melvin believe that this was a place that was better than where he had been for the last 11 years and where he had been to the playoffs six times, coming to a place where everything fell apart over the last you know six weeks eight weeks of the season.
0: So great. Good. The great point there. You said, you know, uh, Melvin believed. OK, so let's set the stage of the reality here. Right. Everyone thinks they're dismantling the A's uh, even more than they have dismantled them and rebuilt them in the past. Right. The A's demise is is perpetually, it seems. Uh, predicted. <laughs> right, right. Um, but supposedly his salary dump uh, was uh, was the first of, of others to come and. You know, he may or may not have uh, been the guy to put out the feeler. You know, there, there are contacts that you have, and he may have been the guy to put out the feeler. Uh, so maybe he was leaving a situation that he, you know, didn't want to be a part of anymore.
1: Correct, but, although he could have gone somewhere else. He could have put out well, the feelers to go somewhere else. But Your
0: other choice is the Mets at this point. So, uh, but, uh, you know, <laughs> but... For all that has been said, and this goes back to something I've, I've written that we've talked about here, A.J. Preller, yes, he and his front office believe in a certain way to do things, and there is some meddling. I don't cover other teams, so I don't know the comparison as far as how much more they meddle than others. My understanding is it is less than some and more than others, okay? Right. But in terms of letting a manager manage, I know for a fact because I've seen it. I've, I've talked to, obviously, two managers who've worked for him. I've talked to A.J. Preller. I've been witness to some things. A.J. Preller wants to let his manager manage, okay? And now he's got a guy who he knows has been through the battles. He knows has uh, you know managed games, who has managed clubhouses. Okay, so now we'll see. But I think that that's important that Bob Melvin believed that A.J. Preller was going to be that guy.
1: Right. And, and the, the idea, and and look, it's not going to be where Bob Melvin has every say on everything. That's not how, I don't think that's how any team works uh, anymore, but you know, if, if what, you know, what you're saying is that they want to leave a lot of things to Melvin, maybe some stuff they handled before that they didn't, but there's going to be discussions. There's going to be, gosh, I hate to say this. There's going to be analytics used. You know, I know some people hate to, you know, hate that idea that that numbers and statistics and odds enter into this, even though they enter into every almost anything you do in your entire life, but analytics has become like this four-letter word in much of sports, not just baseball, but Hey, has there ever
0: he's, been, he's been anything sports. done on the general or on the president of baseball operations for the uh for the A's? Has there ever been anything done on how yeah, he runs things? Um
1: Gosh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I could not even. Uh, who is the general manager of the A's? Is he? It's Brad Pitt, right? Isn't that is uh, Isn't that who it is? So, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the point. There's Bob Melvin is used to managing in a situation like this. I hope you saw my Halloween candy, gigantic, uh, gigantic bag fall from behind me there for the for the six people who I, are watching here. I did that. Um, that was awesome. That was, that was that was pretty impressive. I thought it, I had it set up pretty well there. I, I do think that, you know, so yes, Bob Melvin has used has used analytics and will use analytics with the Padres. That's a good thing. It's not a bad thing.
0: Absolutely. And just the idea that he has been through that. And I don't even think that that's that big of a deal. Look, none of us really know. I try to explain over and over that like the, the lineup, which by the way, Bob Melvin uses a lot of them. Uh, you know, it's not made in a vacuum by the manager anymore. The the right. the you know the manager doesn't even the manager is choosing who to uh, get up and get ready and man you know he's managing a bullpen. It's a heck of a lot of input from the front office in on on relievers that are used okay or even how the rotation is going to go i'm telling you that aj preller leaves some of that to the manager and some of that the front office with the analytics people uh they have but they have conversations every single day and bob melvin has navigated that before as he has navigated managing high-priced players young players relievers and and i don't I don't know that if there's enough that can be said about that, especially in the wake of everything that went on with the Padres this year.
1: Right. Um, You mentioned, you mentioned the bullpen, which brings me, my immediate thought was the new pitching coach. What do we know about, what do we know about him? And we can get back to Bob Melvin, but I do think we should talk about the idea that they hired a new pitching coach before they hired a manager. Now maybe Bob Melvin was already down the road with this and he approved it. I don't know. Um, I don't know what Bob Melvin's history is with uh, uh, Ruby Niebla, but Niebla—did I pronounce that? Niebla. Right? Niebla. Um, I don't know what his, uh, you know, situ- what the situation is if they ha- if they know each other. But obviously, Melvin felt comfortable enough, knowing that Niebla had already been hired to to take this job. And 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 I know the Mets is the only open job at this point. But if Bob Melvin had become a free agent, he would have had opportunities. You he might had, have seen you know, somebody otherwise. fired. Um. In other, exactly, in other places. So what, what, what can you tell us about Niebla and Ben Fritz, who are going to be running the pitching staff right now? Where, where, do, things, where do you think things stand with them and what, what, do we, what should we know about them?
0: Real quickly on Ben Fritz, people think this guy is going to be a pitching coach in the future and there seemed over the last couple of weeks to be no doubt that he was going to be back as the bullpen coach. Uh, As far as uh, Ruben the Calexico High graduate makes his home in El Centro uh, in the offseason. Has been with the uh cleveland indians for 21 years i guess it's the guardians now how do we even address that jay you say he's been with cleveland because they were the indians when he was with them but now they're the right. guardians and we don't like to use indians anymore
1: so anyway and they're being the, and the guardians are being sued anyway so we don't even know if they're going to be allowed to be the guardians or whatever but let's so he's call with him, cleveland he was with the cleveland let's call him the cleveland baseball team
0: the cbt, <laughs> the CBT. Uh, um, <laughs> he was with the, Cle- with the cleveland baseball team for 21 seasons responsible for development they're pitching development uh for what a decade before joining the staff a couple the major league staff a couple Uh years ago and that's while cleveland is just running cy young winner after cy young winner uh through the system and then other guys you got Corey kluber shane bieber a guy named mike clevenger who now pitches for the padres um and and gosh you would think when he comes in he'll it'll be like hey why'd you guys get rid of Cal Quantrill? And what were you teaching him? <laughs> um, Cause like we turned him into a really good starter. Uh, so uh, you hear again, it, you know, in perspective, you're always going to hear wonderful things about someone right. that is hired, but it seems that his players love them. It seems that he knew how to uh, get things across. And and if there's anything that AJ Preller wants out of his manager and his coaches is he, he's not a huge strategy guy. A.J. Preller does not sit up there or text his manager after the game, why did you use that pitcher? Why is this guy, right? But he is a, why isn't this guy getting better? That's that's mm-hmm. his his big thing. And so right. he truly believes that this is the way to go. I believe probably. Now, pitching coach is always watching video of guys in the minor leagues, but it certainly seems that that the new pitching coach will be uh, involved, uh, you know, top to bottom with the development. And um, my understanding is they let go of Steve Lyons, and that decision had been made. Uh, he was the director of pitching development. Mm-hmm. Uh, that decision had been made before they started talking to Niebla. doesn't mean that the new guy who they brought in from um, uh, Seattle wasn't somebody that Niebla had suggested that I haven't ascertained yet but uh, that's another uh, hire that they are um, that people are lauding they're redoing a lot of things there and they are bringing I think it's interesting they got pitchers from Seattle they got pitchers from Cleveland and now they're bringing in the pitching coaches uh, from those organizations so clearly uh, there's an eye toward how do we? Because it's a problem; it's been identified. How do we make the players we have better?
1: Right, and now obviously the same thing has to be done on the other side of the of the ball, if you will. Or of, you mean a new hitting coach again? Right, <laughs> again. Yeah, and not just, but but again, to me, it's not just a hitting coach. I think it's almost more the developmental part of things, because I mean, I've said many times. I mean, I'm a believer when you what. Once you get to the big leagues, yep. you're already yep. pretty good. Yep. Um, you got to get people to the big leagues. The Padres have not been able to get those kind of players, uh, you know, the homegrown players up to the big leagues. Other, I mean, Fernando for Tetis being an exception. I know he wasn't drafted, and technically he's not homegrown. But to me, he was here for so long in the minors that he was he counts as homegrown. If you join the the organization when you're in the rookie league or whatever, uh, whatever he was, he's also an incredibly special talent. Right. So I'm not sure that it really mattered so much who the developmental people were. It's the people who aren't quite as talented as Fernando Tatis, which is like the rest of civilization that the Padres need to find a way to get some of those people up to the big leagues and produce at a high level.
0: One thing that you hear about Bob Melvin is he lets players be themselves. I, players like that of course right there's been so much tinkering going on with all the new hitting coaches with uh trying you you wonder like who will this new hitting coach uh be and and what will there's an organizational philosophy they want to have that seemed like it was going to work out for 60 games in 2020 what will they do with guys who who have been tinkering a little bit Trent Grisham Will Myers Eric Hosmer almost anybody besides Machado and uh Tatis uh, right. who are right. Uh, the whole team prone to slumps. Uh, I guess Jake and, Cronenworth and, as and well. And Cronenworth, right. Yeah, Cronenworth. Well, but, yeah. Uh, so, and, and then, you know, they're expecting CJ Abrams and Robert Hassel up uh, fairly soon. By the way, bringing up all those names makes me think, you know, okay, great, they hired this guy. Now it's probably time to focus on what the real issues were, as you alluded to a little bit. <laughs> How are right. they going to get better? But we don't yeah. have to get into that now, Jay. But I, I think like well, no,
1: and obviously you, you hope that everything in the clubhouse <clears throat> since that was obviously such a big deal last year, that this helps, you know, in that sense, but they still need either more talent or guys to be better. I, I think they probably need more talent rather than counting on that. You know, Bob Melvin is going to be a, a savior who's suddenly going to turn, you know, turn back the clock with Tommy Pham, or he's going to, or he's going to make Eric Cosmer better or Will Myers, you know, more consistent or whatever you want to, whatever you want to say. I mean, they, they need to, they need to have guys, you know, be be better players or get better players. That's still the biggest issue, but there's, there's no question. The reason that we're doing this today to talk about the, um, you know, in general about the hire, this was a, a, a splash move by the Padres that appears to be a very good move. Um, that I have not seen anybody uh, across the country that I've read either. I haven't seen anybody panning this move. People are crediting, you know, crediting the Padres for, for doing something good. Uh, But much more has to be done as you
0: just as guarantee or just as uh, certain as what you said is, um, At some point in the first month of the season, because maybe there's a honeymoon period, uh, maybe, uh, you know, they go 23 and two and there's no reason to complain there (laughs) the first month. But uh, just as certain is the fact that we and and fans will be critiquing moves that Bob Melvin makes, be it lineup, be it uh, bullpen, especially.
1: Uh, Wait till the first time he changes the lineup.
0: So uh by the way check out how many lineups the A's use. Uh and that's just a part of uh not only the game today but what the guy has had to do in 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 Oakland uh and suppose you know based on what people have said and by the way always be aware of on the record comments uh, about about people that uh certainly your current manager but if you uh right. read these quotes from A's players over the years and various stories as I have done here in the last uh, less than 24 hours um th- <laughs> It really seems that twenty fifth man, now twenty sixth um or or the the star of the team, uh, he know he's a communicator. And like I said, that's what I'll be talking about today because uh, communication was a, was a real touch word uh, with players and I don't know obviously AJ Preller and Peter Seidler recognized that I don't know how much AJ Preller is going to change um but if he brought in a guy who he's going to be working with who will be working with the players who is lauded as a great communicator uh and I just I think that that's I mean that's my huge takeaway on this if that was the problem boys here you go
1: right right and should we mention that he might have a lot of time to communicate if there's a if there's a lockout and there's yeah. no agreement and spring training doesn't start on time he he could have time to fly all over the the world twice and talk to everybody on the team six times or whatever
0: well this will be so. really interesting because um AJ Preller is a little different right um you know you remember the story I wrote the last story i wrote uh or the second story I wrote on the on the players uh you know, going to A.J. Preller and, and talking about Jace Tingler. And I read, mentioned in there that I had reached out to A.J. pretty late. Uh, to be fair, it was pretty late when I reached out to him about the story. He didn't get back to me. But the fact is, A.J. Preller is, never sleeps. So at 3.30 in the morning, I got a text from A.J. Preller about yeah. that story. I talked to someone the next day on the staff who got a call from A.J. at 6 a.m. So he was up to text me at 3.30, and he called that person at 6 a.m. That is not unusual. Coaches work on their days off. Um, You hear other coaches on other teams, especially during this season when things were so uh, limited, flying home to see their family or driving, uh, you know, whatever, if they live two hours away, to see their family. Not Padres coaches. They were working. Um, You were always getting calls. But this was um, two new managers, right? I'm wondering what the relationship, if, if like, if, if like uh, Bob Melvin's gonna be like, who's this <laughs> when he gets that two a.m. call? Uh, I mean, this is like a whole new. It really is to have a manager with this much gravitas coming in is is really like a whole new situation for everyone, including the guy who hired him.
1: Right, right. No, and it, uh, look, I think it, it it makes things it makes things even more interesting. Uh, around here. And and I, I do think, you know, one thing I'm, I'm happy about is that it's over. Um, and I know Roger. you are too, that I think these kind of things are always better when they're just taken care of quickly and they don't drag on because, you know, information, a lot of information can be out there. A lot of misinformation can be out there and you never know what's true, what's not true. To me, it's better when it's just done, it's over with. Now we can focus on, you know, who is bob melvin what is he going to accomplish and what are the what else are the you know who's the coaching staff going to be and what else are the padres going to do um you know to get better before december 2nd when the whole sport shuts down anyway
0: it's the absolute worst like like <laughs> of all the things after a long season a uh, manager hire is is the absolute worst and kudos to the to the padres i felt terrible about myself uh <laughs> you know with the, the dribble of information and as you said misinformation but of the 10 names i heard uh and certainly only reported three of them um bob melvin wasn't one of them and no one had him until aj castlebell reported it yesterday afternoon so kudos to the padres and like i said. I hope there is good at, for everyone's sake, everyone listening to this, watching right now, listening later, everyone who roots for the Padres. I'd like to cover a winning season. I mean, really, that'd be, you know, be kind of cool. Like the playoffs. I see all these guys covering the playoffs. That'd be cool. Uh, I, I, I hope that 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 uh, they're as good at uh, picking a new uh, veteran manager as they are at uh, keeping it secret. So, and I hope this offseason move for all of you, uh, works out better than all the off season moves that got y'all excited last year.
1: So, <laughs> no, that uh, sounds, uh, that sounds good. And it's, uh, it's good to see you again, Kevin. And, uh, good to, good to talk some baseball here on uh, a couple days before Halloween. So we'll wish everyone a good weekend. Please be safe. Don't do anything stupid on Sunday or any other day for that matter, but especially on,
0: you know, hopped up on candy. Like you're going to yeah. give those kids in the neighborhood, that broken <laughs> candy that just fell.
1: Exactly. But, uh, We'll come back and uh, when there when there's more news, we'll come back and talk about it, right?
0: Oh, another the next big splash, that big pitcher.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there Thanks, you go.
0: everybody.